Welcome on this third Sunday of Lent. Spring has begun. The children are going back to school tomorrow. But we still have a proper sense of caution as we begin to look forward in hope. We're not going to rush it. But there is a new sweetness in the air. Our theme today is growing in faith. Let us turn to our orders of service. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Hear our voice, O Lord, according to your faithful love. According to your judgment, give us life. Blessed are you, God of compassion and mercy. To you be praise and glory forever. In the darkness of our sin, your light breaks forth like the dawn, and your healing springs up for deliverance. As we rejoice in the gift of your saving help, sustain us with your bountiful spirit and open our lips to sing your praise. Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and for ever. Amen. Let us sing our first hymn.
sacrifice of God is a humble spirit. A broken and contrite heart God will not despise. Let us come to the Lord who is full of compassion and acknowledge our transgressions in penitence and faith. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore in us his image to the praise and glory of his name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A Collect for the Third Sunday of Lent Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace, through Jesus Christ your Son our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. We have our first reading. The epistle is taken from the Apostle Paul's first letter of the Corinthians, chapter 1. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks demand wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us sing our second hymn. In the cross of Christ I glory, tarrying o'er the racks of time. Story gathers round its head. Some 
Listen to the Gospel reading. Hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In his first letter to the Corinthians, Paul says it as it is. Many people see the cross as a failure. Jesus showed great promise, goodness and wisdom. But in the end, the corrupt powers of both religion and state colluded to remove and discredit him. The very means of his death brought shame and humiliation on him. To the Greeks, the cross was folly and to the Jews, a scandal. But Paul sees it as a triumph, revealing the power and wisdom of God. How can this be? Paul looks through the ugliness of corruption and murder and sees the strength of the love of God. How? By faith. Here we see a supreme example of what faith is and how it works. What is faith? Faith is seeing beyond the veil, the veil that divides this world and its ways from the heavenly world and the ways of God. It's recognising the presence of that heavenly world within and underneath the everyday world. It transforms our take on mundane things and events. It enables us to see major things of life and death in a completely different light. It sees a way forward through what might at first sight look like a massive dead end, literally. Death is defeated and gives way to resurrection. And faith is something that we can get caught up in. It's not just seeing, we inhabit it. It transforms us from the inside. People with faith are often ridiculed by the world, but they are also compelling men and women, even children, envied by many. The powerful of this world find them positively annoying. You can't stamp them out. Slaughter them and they multiply. 
Faith begins small. We all have to make an initial conscious step of faith, feeling mildly embarrassed perhaps or even stupid. Teenagers can be ruthless on their fellows who want to begin a faith journey and their young faith can get snuffed out, even with the best intentions. Adults can find it even harder because they have established relationships that can be strained by a step of faith taken by one but not another. Starting a relationship with God can be seen by some families as some sort of disease. She got religion or brainwashing. The vicar got at him. But all these experiences, dangerous as they are, help faith to grow. How does faith begin? Faith might start with a wow. Something or someone might help us see, enable us to perceive something of heaven. Suddenly the experience is more than ordinary. We behold a beauty, a wonder, and it makes sense, but we can't put it into words other than wow. Not everyone has wows, but faith comes too when God breaks through our grief. Life has as many woes as wows, often more, and this is where faith can really deepen and grow, because it is when we see God in the midst of woe that we really know he's there and his love is unrelenting. When woes come, our first instinct as human beings is to pad our world with material comforts, and in our wealth so many succeed in accumulating all manner of stuff. These goods, ranging from private jets to comfy houses and even teddy bears, can get in the way of seeing beyond this world. This is not so true in South Sudan, for example, where the lack of luxuries of any kind and where even the absence of basic necessities such as food and water or the security to live unmolested in your own home are common. One mature South Sudanese student in the college in which I worked explained that he was delayed in his return at the beginning of the semester because during the previous month a marauding rebel army had descended on his hometown, killing, ravaging and raping their way through the streets. His wife and half his children were killed and most of the others had fled and he was still looking for them. They are in God's hands now, he explained. He did not doubt it. When I said that some people might question God for allowing such terror, he looked at me as if that was a strange question to ask. God does not fight with guns and spears, he said. These people think they can win with their violence, but they cannot. For him the cross was indeed a victory. His perspective was one in which earth and heaven are a seamless whole. He knew it. He had met God in the midst of his pain, and to him the way of the cross made complete sense. Beyond the suffering and death, there is resurrection. The darkness is overcome by the light. The power of the undying, undimmed love of God straddles the divide between earth and heaven. If we are to grow in faith, just as in the other things of God, God takes us out of our comfort zones. 
we leave the D's of doubting, dodging and distancing behind us and embrace three others, daring, discovering and dreaming of the wonders of life in all its splendour. In Paul's words, For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. May God bless you on your journey of growing in faith and may God bless you ever deeper in your everyday world, wherever and whatever it is. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us access to his grace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace. We sing our third hymn. Let us affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. The response to Lord of Lent is renew our lives. Lord Jesus, you called us to renounce evil. We remember today that you were tried and tempted by the forces of evil. You resisted the chance to be popular instead of faithful, to choose fame instead of service, and power instead of sacrifice. Teach us how to recognise the approach of evil in all its forms and to be on our guard against it. Grant us the strength to stand up against all that is evil and keep us firm in times of trial and temptation, knowing that your support and love are always close at hand. Lord of Lent, renew our lives. During this time of Lent, help us more clearly to see the ways by which we may follow you. And as we come to you for refreshment and renewal, help us to forget ourselves and find true happiness in serving you. As we re-examine our lives through self-discipline and prayer, may we enter your stillness, be sensitive to your call, and know your will for us. Lord of Lent, renew our lives. Lord Jesus, we pray for all people who hold positions of authority, that they do not misuse their power to the detriment of those they are supposed to be helping. We pray for all the world's leaders and for our own leaders, who are responsible for making decisions about our future. We pray that they will be given the insight and integrity to govern wisely according to your will, being fully aware of the true needs of the people they lead. Lord of Lent, renew our lives. Lord Jesus, guard and grow this church as we serve you together in this period without a vicar. Guide those who are seeking the right church for our parish and that together we may discover your way for the future and see your kingdom grow. Lord of Lent, renew our lives. Lord Jesus, we pray that you will bless and protect our homes, our families and our friends and help us to be mindful of those who have no homes, families or friends. And we pray particularly for the work of the Tear Fund that is working with Christian agencies and churches worldwide to tackle the causes and effects of poverty. Lord of Lent, renew our lives. We pray for all people everywhere in their varying needs. We remember all those who are ill and in pain, those recovering from surgery, giving thanks for the work and dedication of our doctors, nurses and all key workers particularly during this pandemic. We also have in our hearts those people known only to ourselves 
and some through the news, all of whom are in need of our prayers, and we remember them in a moment of quiet. May your healing touch support and strengthen them, and we pray that you will remove from them all that hurts, harms and hinders. Lord of Lent, renew our lives. We pray for those who are mourning the loss of loved ones, that you will comfort and strengthen them in their time of need. Confident in the promise that those who believe in you will live, though they have died, we give you thanks for all those who have left their earthly body and now share with you the joys of heaven. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, the fountain of all wisdom, you know our deeds before we ask and our ignorance in asking. Have compassion on our weakness and give us those things which for our own unworthiness we dare not and for our blindness we cannot ask. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As Jesus taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We sing our final hymn.
I continue to pray for you, all, wherever you may be, in your united benefice and beyond. May you be cheered by the sound of birdsong and children playing again. Next week will be the second Disrupted Mothering Sunday and we come to the anniversary of the beginning of lockdown. May God give you patience as we wait in the weeks of lockdown still to come. Christ give you grace to grow in holiness, to deny yourselves, take up your cross and follow him. And the blessing of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you now and always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.